Because we're actors? Are we? Maybe um, maybe we could go as ourselves. Oh, I don't like which that. Which would be nice because um, <laughs> like nobody would know who we are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'd be basically incognito by being ourselves. While hosting the Oscars. <laughs> incognito while hosting the Oscars. Welcome to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, presented by Cinema Summit, a podcast about the art of making films, no matter how small the budget. And now, here are your hosts, Alex Dark and Trevor L. Nelson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 39 of the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. I'm Alex Dark. And I am Trevor L. Nelson. And today we're going to be talking about the things we bring to set every single day. But first, Alex, despite our one-star review, what are we drinking? Um, well, we're drinking Miller Lite. <sighs> Again, yes. It's because a, we got a, we got an 18er pack. Yeah, the, the 7-Eleven did not want to give us a 30-pack. They don't, I guess... Subscribe to, to sub- subscribe to alcoholism, but they were like, "That's just way too many." Eighteen's just right. Yeah, <laughs> they obviously have never met us. Yeah, um, but yes, we're drinking on the Miller Lite. We have um, you know a couple more podcasts probably with the Miller Lite, and then we'll see what we do. We'll see what we do. Probably yeah. be more beer. Maybe we'll switch it up to some vodka sodies. We might. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we just gotta get an ice machine. Okay, you know what? We'll get an ice machine. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my goal to get an ice machine for you. Yeah, we'll find one. We'll find one for you. I promise. Um, so what's new, Alex? What's new with us? It's, I mentioned it before, but hit him with the truth. Oh, yeah. We truth got, bomb. We got our very first one-star review. Actually, I don't uh, know if it's our first one-star rating. Yeah. But it's the very first person to actually leave a review Letting with us a one-star rating. It's one star. We've probably got a lot. We have, we're at like four and a half stars, which means there had to have been some. We went from There's like, only 16 people. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, who knows? I don't but, know how to do that kind of math. I mean, I will say thank you for the people who gave us five stars, so that this one star rating doesn't hurt us too bad. Yeah, but well, uh, his they, his complaints were, or her, right? We don't, don't know. know. It, don't was a, it was a bot, so it was, it was bot, neither. Yeah. yeah, neither. Um, smooth. Their complaints <laughs> were that we. Um, they said now we they, drink too much. They didn't say drink too much. They said stop drinking because we take too much time. Not getting to the point of the episode. I know. I think people actually, we've run into people that we've talked to that I think assume that we're drunk when we do them, which is actually not true at all. No. This this <laughs> beer is the very first beer we've had, and that's usually how it goes. Yeah, we crack them open for we the crack podcast. like one beer open. Guys, it, it takes... We are just drunk on filmmaking. Yes. It, <laughs> not to toot our own horn. It takes a lot more than we drink at the studio to get us drunk, because we both still have to drive home after this. Oh, God, yeah. We do. I mean, yeah. Really what happens, I think, is we, we, we wait till the very last minute to record these. Yeah. Um, so we're doing them at like 11 or 12 yeah. o'clock sometimes. And, you know, they take an hour to an hour and a half. And it's just, I mean, we're just rambling on. And so we get a little loopy maybe. Yeah. We, that well, could be it. And also naturally, we're just a little loopy. Yeah. We're a little weird. We like to ramble and we're a little weird. We like to ramble. Speaking of, that was his other complaint. He didn't like that we rambled on about things that weren't related to the title of the particular episode, which is fair. I mean, we ramble a lot. This podcast, it ain't for no one. <laughs> That's just look, a fact. Look, if Larry King has taught us anything by saying the same thing over and over again for five years, it's just be yourself. And what That's we right. are is me and Alex just like to have a good time. We like yeah. to goof. We like some laughs. Yeah. And uh, this podcast is kind of to entertain us as well as you guys. And yeah. to, oh, wait, to inform. 
To inform. Yes, to inform. Although his complaint was that we didn't do enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, well, bot, hate to break you, ain't changing now. We're, yeah, we're sorry. 39 episodes in. Uh, it seems to be working all right for us so far. So we're going to stick with Yeah, it. what do they say? Uh, one time is luck. Yeah. Two times is coincidence. Yeah. Three times a pattern. Yep. So we're on 39. It's a pattern. If at first you don't succeed, 39 times keep doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> yeah. we ain't changing. Um, uh, what else is new? Well, we're starting to do some post work on the pilot that we shot a couple weekends ago. Uh, we still have some more shooting to do, but we're putting together, we're logging the footage, going through all the footage, pulling out the story from every interview. Um, you know, it's going pretty well. We're also compiling a lot of the... Um, Assets like pictures and home videos from the family and all that. So uh, it's coming along. Um, I'm pretty happy with the way it looks. Kudos to Alex for lighting it very well. We did it. We did it. Yay. We're almost done. But we still have some shooting to do on it. But I don't think we're going to really figure out what we need to shoot until we get the crux of the story together, which we're working on right now. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and, and then we have another project that might be coming up soon too. So, you know, we always say that like we're slow for, you know, there's like a month where we don't have any work and then all of a sudden we just get inundated with so much work and that's where we are right now. Yeah. Uh, we have project after project plus, um, speaking of other projects, we talked about a little package that we're putting together of some yeah. movies to uh, kind of entice investors and people that we have met who have money and uh, have straight kish. And yeah. uh, we want, we've, we worked out our five movie ideas. So we're pretty stoked on them. Um, yep. And we figured out the very first one. Yeah. That we are both happy with. Very happy. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to move forward with that. Um, Start writing that script. Created, yeah, we're going to write the script and we've created a pitch uh package like business plan type of dealio yeah and uh gonna send it off to some people a little bit different than your normal pitch packet for a single movie because we're trying to do a slate of five um and so you got to look at it more of a business this is where the whole business side of the industry comes in where it's not just about the creativity which is part of it because we're going to be writing the script and tell about talking about our creative visions for each of the five movies but this is also where it comes down as they say to brass tacks uh, yeah, yeah. Not copper, not silver, not gold. Brass tacks. Right. Um, and this is where you sit sit down and say, "Hey, uh, Alex did some fantastic research on the specifics of what our plan is." Um, and and just to kind of tell investors, "Hey, guess what? Not only going to help make some really cool movies, but if all goes right and all of our plans uh, come to fruition, you're going to make some money too." Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, That's so the idea. Hats off to Alex on that one. He, it's a pretty sweet business plan with some strong numbers that may or may not make mathematical sense, but hey, yeah, they look good. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we're totally guys. Guys and ladies. And ladies, get ready. Oh, man. We are... Mind explosion coming at you. We're going to host the 2019 Oscars. <laughs> I said it. We're going to do it. Wow. Um, they if you haven't believe accepted it, you can yet. achieve it. <laughs> Alex just shot off an uh, email to the uh, Academy. Yeah, I did. Uh, because I noticed <laughs> that they didn't have a host yet. And they're saying, oh, we're not going to use a host. Just like last week they said, oh, we're not going to do any songs. And now they're doing all five songs. Yeah. So now we're like, oh, okay. Well, if you said you're not going to have a host, but 
you you backpedaled on your other stuff. Maybe yeah. you'll backpedal on that too. So I just threw our hats into the ring, as they say. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, uh, you as, know, as the saying goes, if you can't get Kevin Hart, get the next worst thing, and that's me and Alex. Absolutely. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. Trevor and I both sing and dance. Yeah. Um, so watch out, guys. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a lot of shout outs to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Um, um, there's going to be a lot of box steps. Yeah. There's going to be some barrel rolls. Oh, my God. There's so gonna many be some barrel rolls. Slides roll. on the I'm, knees. I'm going to come in on, <laughs> on and off the stage just doing barrel rolls. That's it. Like, anytime I'm off just stage, I have to come the back. Whole yeah. Stage. Just come <laughs> off the front, down the you steps. Get winded after yeah. two. Oh, God. After one. I'm actually winded just thinking about all the barrel rolls I'm going to do right now. Um, if, for those who don't know what barrel roll is, look it up on YouTube. It is the quintessential Broadway musical dance. It's where you kind of basically the dance move Trevor busts out at every club he's ever been to. Yeah. And let me tell you the chaperones of the, of the (laughs) 21 year old girls that are there. Love it. Yeah, they do. They're like, man, my mom does that. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, that's right. What up ladies? Oh, you dropped your dentures. Hold on. Let me pick that up for you. Uh, So yeah, that's what's kind of new. You know, when it rains, it pours. Not only are we, do we have some projects we're working on, some pitches we're doing, some pilots we're editing, and another big project we're doing, but we're hosting, we're hosting the Oscars. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, congratulations, Alex. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So the main topic, Alex, take it away. All right. The main topic. Today, we're talking about some of the most important gear that we bring to set always. Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Put a little asterisk next Disc- to that. Disclaimer. Um, saying Disc- that... Disclaimer. That we don't actually bring all these things to... <laughs> <laughs> we have no wonder we, we got a one-star review. We, the most important stuff we bring, but we don't bring it. Um, I'm just going to say, we don't bring this stuff when we shoot Larry King because... No, no, because no. It's all there. It's all there. Yeah. It's kind of like we go there all the time, so we have... Built up a, a our own cage of there, gear yeah. and stuff there. Okay, so we don't bring stuff to that. <laughs> this is for like our, our our projects. Yeah, when we when we roll to sets, you know, on location. Yeah, um, that aren't our regular gigs. And this is this is not you know we we're not getting into like hey this is the camera we bring and then we bring a you know, B cam and lens. No, this is like the stuff that you throw in like a gig bag or the things you wouldn't really think about that are lifesavers if you bring them. Yeah, um, they're fantastic if you bring them, and they're kind of deal breakers if you don't. You kind of this is the kind of stuff that you. Oh yeah, you can be totally screwed yeah. if you don't bring certain things. This is the kind of thing where you tend to, um, you know, run out to a store or to Home Depot like an hour before the shoot starts because you realized, you know what, I forgot this. Yeah, should have brought it. Dang it. Um, this is the kind of stuff that um, you know, I don't know how popular gig bags are for people these days, but. I'm pretty sure they're pretty popular still. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, If you are building your gig bag, this is what we'd throw in it at all times. I like to think of it almost as uh, an EDC for filmmaking. Oh, uh, isn't that that like uh, house music? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It is. You know, I'm just realizing more and more why we got a one-star rating. <laughs> my EDM joke just fell flat. I hadn't gotten a one-star rating That's 38 true. episodes ago. I'm shocked that somebody didn't have the balls to put up why they gave us a one-star rating until now. Yeah. 
All right, so let's yes, get into it. Yes, the EDC, Everyday Carry. So, everyday like, this carry. is our Everyday Film Carry, EDFC. Let's start that trademark. EDFC. EDFC. Hashtag sounds EDFC. Like, sounds like some kind of disorder. Like a fast food restaurant? <laughs> oh, maybe a fast food I was going to say some kind of, like, illness that somebody has the EDFC. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. All right, so first thing, Alex, go. All right, so first off, let's talk about bags. Bags. Things that you put all this stuff in. Because yes. that's uh, pretty important. Bag. Uh, I when I first started, mm-hmm. I used a tennis bag. Ah, I used a gym duffel bag. Yeah, yeah, like a Nike. I got a Goodwill because I was a college student. I was poor. Yeah, same. And I had a I had a tennis bag that my dad had gave you know he yeah. gave me um, just to bring. I don't even know why I had it honestly, but hmm. he was just like, hey, here's here's a tennis bag. So is that what they call? Because my duffel bag looked exactly like your red tennis bag. The only reason it was a tennis bag is because it said Wilson on the side, <laughs> and it was for tennis rackets specifically. Did it have like? Did it have the slots for tennis rackets, or just big enough? It didn't to have slots. It? it was just shaped in that interesting in that way. Okay. Um, but yeah. So and then eventually I graduated mm. away from that to uh, a, a purpose-driven bag mm-hmm. made by mm-hmm. a company called Cine Bags. Cine Bags makes great bags. I love Cine Bags. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of them. I have a laptop case. Trevor has one, too. I do as well. Uh, we have, um, we have a production bag. A production bag, which is the bag that I use for my um, gig bag these days. Yep. Um, and then we have one that we use for, like, batteries. Yeah, it's a weird... I don't even know what it's... Oh, you know what? oh it was it, for lenses, It was right? for lenses. It was, a, it was like a cinematographer or DP's uh, bag, and it was for lenses, but it fits... Um, our batteries, our Anton Bowers, in there pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, and so we we've repurposed with the that charger, with right? the charger to be our like, if we're doing like a shoot with a lot of batteries, we throw all of our batteries in there. It's pretty nice. Um, yeah. So, but I use the production bag um, as my main gig bag these days, and I like it because it has um, removable pouches, mm-hmm. has a lot of pockets, yep, zippers, places for things, yeah. Um, but it still also has like a a big open space that you can put um, your AC pouch, which I have because I do a lot of camera stuff. Um, and then also it's like a soft canvas, but it's also semi-rigid. So you can stack yeah. stuff on it and yeah. it's not going to crunch anything in it's there. Super well built. Um, Sydney bags is awesome. I love that production bag. Uh, we just kind of bring that wherever we go. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't love about it is because it is semi-rigid, it's, it's heavy. Even without anything in it, yeah. It's I mean, it's not like crazy heavy without anything in, it, but it's just like it's got weight to it. It's it's you know most of Cinebag stuff is made for like it's like I think they tout like set life, and so yeah. they are built a little bit you know stronger, which means a little more weight to it. Because even the even the 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 laptop bag, my laptop is a beast. I think we talked about this before. I have a seventeen inch uh, Z book from HP, and it is heavy. Uh, but even without that in there, that bag is pretty heavy um, compared yeah. to like you know your regular laptop bag or you know people throw their MacBook Air in like a little leather pouch right. um, or something like that. No, not yeah. these. It is high. It's high quality materials and stuff like that. But I think um, a lot, of, especially with the production bag, I feel like it's meant to be put on a cart. Yeah, you know? like you're not you're not supposed to lug that thing no. for like a mile. No. Over your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be put on a cart. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so I have that. I also have the AC pouch, um, which is uh, just a little pouch that you put on a belt. And I have just like kind of my quick tools and things specifically for like 
you know, setting up a, a camera rig or like cleaning lenses, stuff like that. We'll get into some of those tools that are actually in there mm-hmm. in just a moment. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I have an AC pouch. Do you have any other bags that you use? Um, I don't think so. I bring my laptop bag with me because I'm usually throwing doing DIT stuff. Um, and uh, these days it's all digital, so I just you know bring a hard drive in the Cinebags laptop bag with my laptop. That's about it. Uh, I put all the stuff in there. Uh, you know, the Cinebags laptop bag is really good because you, you have room for your laptop, but I also put like a script I'm working on in there, a bunch of pens, um, stuff like that. Uh, when we went on our shoot uh, for the pilot, I brought a notebook to take notes um, for because uh, I knew I was editing it. So after each interview, I was able to jot down pretty quickly notes on the interviews on what I, what I liked, what I didn't like, and that kind of stuff. Um, but that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, the my cine bags, laptop bag. We bring the production bag. You bring your AC pouch, and then every once in a while we bring that cinematographer's bag from Cine Bags, but right. not so often. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for the bags. I think you know the bags aren't crucial. It's it's a luxury to have like a nice purpose driven or you know bag. But I I know people that use like tool bags and like um, yeah even some people bring toolboxes i know that i used to and this kind of it's not really a bag it's more like your ac pouch when i used to do audio i built a i took an old tool belt and i built it into like a audio uh belt slash pouch and it would have like um a quick release for our we had a little tascam recorder for lav and um the shotgun mic um, and so I'd have that on there and I could pull it off really easy, switch out batteries. It would have, you know, windscreens and, um, tape and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't do that much anymore because luckily I'm not running audio as much anymore, but that was something I used to bring with us too. And it was just a way to, you know, cause if you're holding the boom, um, you know, if it was, we were running one camera and Alex was on camera and we needed me to do audio and I couldn't. Just throw the uh, the boom pole on a C stand. I would have to hold it and have to at the same time be able to hit record on our recorder, listen to levels of the lavs. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, that was very nice to have. It's just a tool belt that I bought on I think it was Amazon or something like that, and just repurposed to make it my uh, my sound belt. Yeah, and I think one of the extra benefits of that, which I have run into issues not having this at times when I've been sort of trying to one man band it, but also do, uh, uh, like shoulder mounted stuff and like walking and talking type stuff is when you have lavs, the, um, receiver side and you're using like an external recorder, there's no place to put the receiver nope. side. Like yep. it's just kind of floating there. If yep. you don't have a bag, like a normal sound guy, like a real sound person has like a a bag. Yeah, and we have with, that now. With um everything in it. Yep. Uh but if you're operating the camera on your shoulder and you're trying to um record sound to an external recorder cuz at the time that's what you did cuz I had a DSLR mm-hmm. and uh it, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I, I remember I just had like things hanging off me all over the place. I was like trying to juggle it. Um It's a pain. I made like a, I, I hooked it the recorder around my belt loop with like a uh, with yeah. like an S binder clip, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was just swinging all. It was just terrible. Yeah, it was the worst. And yeah. that actually, I I will say, um, 
that is probably one of those gigs that I did where I am like, I look back on it and I'm like, oh, I just, why, why did yeah. I do that? Yeah. Like I should have just a, gotten a camera that had like, you know, like a camcorder style that had audio in yeah, stuff like that. But man, it, that was a nightmare. I mean, sound is, is one of those things that you just have so many accessories just to function. Like a camera stuff usually gets all compacted onto the camera. And thus, like if you're on a shoulder mount of a tripod, it all kind of sits right there. But man, sound is just all over willy nilly, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's something that you could consider too if you're trying to one man band it or just run sound, and you're not a sound professional enough to get like a huge sound bag. Um, just look into getting a tool belt and kind of repurposing it for uh, sound stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's get onto some of the tools that tools. we bring. Tools. All right. Um, one of my favorites and something I've again run into like yeah. trouble not having is, um, hex sets, Allen wrenches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find, you know, as you start using more gear, Allen, uh, like screws, Alan was smart. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's hex screws all over like shoulder rigs. Yeah. I uh, mean, tripods, tripods, stands, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's like, you'll... You'll need those at like the most crucial oh. moment. I remember yeah. I uh, I I was shooting a a little um, pilot thing. Okay, and uh, I had a shoulder rig that um, was loose. It had a loose piece on it. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. The actual like shoulder pad yeah. part was loose, and um, I had this a Canon C three hundred on it with. Two Anton Bauer batteries sticking off the back, so it was heavy. Um, and because this piece was loose, it basically made the shoulder mount completely useless. Um, and because I didn't have an Allen set, I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. I tried to use other things yeah. <laughs> and just like make it work, but it, it just couldn't work. I mean. The the great thing about like standard screws is you can just grab a coin that you, you can find anywhere and screw it in, um, and that's why they're great. That's why those screw types are great. But the problem is, you, you can't really jury rig something to kind of mess with a, a hex screw. It's got to yeah. be hex key or nothing. Mother- and it, and it's one of those things where like you can go a lot of places and they'll have screwdrivers. Yep, mm-hmm. but they often don't have either hex keys at all or a full set yeah and they'll of course be missing the one that you need exactly i mean i have a little thing on my um uh keychain it's called the shard and it has a phillips on one end and flat on the other side it's this little thing but i always have that with me and i can always tighten uh standard screws or phillips head screws and it's great um on top of the hex screws there is something talking about repurposing repurposing things um there is a tool called a roadie wrench and it is for guitars um it is for electric guitars to tighten um you know uh nuts on them uh to re-tighten strings and stuff like that and it is just like a compactable um hex set you know most hex sets are you pull one out um of a of a holder and it's a free wheeling thing. This one is just like it's all on almost like a Swiss Army knife of just hex keys. And it's called a roadie wrench. They use them for uh, music. People throw them in their uh, guitar bags. But I have one. I got it for guitar when I was in high school. But I bring that with me 
when I'm going on shoots because it has most of the hex wrenches that you need on it. Nice. Yep. Is it different than the regular ones that you can get that are like that are like that? At, you can get like the Husky brand. You know, that. I think it just came out much before the Husky came out like that. I think they're probably the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, you could get Husky. You could get them all where it's not a free broke apart hex wrench that one you can lose yeah and two it just uh you know you gotta pull one out these are just kind of like a switchblade of hex hex uh wrenches yeah and i actually have both in in my in my bag because i like them both for different reasons the uh the swiss army type is faster easier um but the l type i mean if you have if you have to reach into something that's a mm. lot longer, or if you have to like uh, use leverage, like yeah, the L. I was gonna say the L lets you use a lot of leverage yeah. to really tighten, tighten or it. loosen something that's stuck. Yep. Um, and I've actually broken the kind of probably cheaper uh, the Swiss I'm, Army type. Oh, I'm super strong. Look at me, I'm Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I broke Oris. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Yeah. So, yeah. and then also, what I like about my uh, my L sets is that they have ball tips on, uh. on one end, so you don't have to go straight into the hex. You can kind of come at it from an angle if it's like at a really funky uh, place, you know. Yeah. Yep. Which is which is handy. Yep. Very much so. Uh, the next is long screwdrivers. Now, this kind of deals with the camera department because you're dealing with accessories on a camera. Um, this is like you got to slide this long screwdriver into your shoulder mount to get a screw that's in the middle of the shoulder mount that has no other way to getting to unless you have a long screwdriver. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it has to be, it can't be like too thick, you know? Nope. I feel like... Um, Trust us, it can't be too thick. It's not good to be thick super thick yeah no it's not no um i I always want to like i'm always a big fan of having tools and things that can fulfill multiple needs Mm -hmm. right yep so i do like those two those screwdrivers that have that use bits uh so you can like swap out bits for different different things uh but a lot of those long they don't make them long enough and if they're too thick you might not be able to get them through the hole. <laughs> Grow up, I thought, Trevor. I thought I could keep, I thought Grow I, up. I thought I could do it. But yeah, that's exactly right. You probably only need one uh, like flathead. Alex looked really me like. right in the eyes when you were saying that. That's what killed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, those come in handy a lot. Uh, these are things you can just throw in your uh, gig bag. Um, Leatherman. Leatherman. I love my Leatherman. Me too. Um, lifesaver. Um, the knife, if you got to cut something, cut some uh, cordage to, you know, secure something on a stand, um, pliers to really get something, uh, like unstuck or get a, you know, kind of helpful when you are back in the day when it wasn't led lighting, when you're using Fresnel's, um, moving the barn doors that were hot and you, if you didn't yeah. have your, uh, your, uh, gloves on, just take the pliers on the Leatherman and move your barn doors. Yeah, or um, you know, pull out the scrims. Yeah, like yep. Uh, but also, I've used I use it all the time for like uh, hanging lights and using uh, like tightening nuts on different like um, cheese burros and stuff like that. Um, 
or you know just any kind of like pipe clamps and stuff i've actually used the saw before on what? set to saw a mouse hole in a, in the set oh god at aura <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that um and then mine so i got the leatherman wave okay which i got because it has a little scissor scissor which is super handy yeah. for cutting gels. Yeah. Um, and then also it has uh, a screwdriver with different bits. Yeah. And you also got the wave because the other Leatherman you threw away when it cuts your finger off, basically. That's not true. I had that for a long time. But what happened was I left the it. blood in my, got it rusty? <laughs> I, it did. It did do that. Um, I left it in my bag and tried to fly to like oh, Colorado and right. TSA caught it and they were like, nope, you, ha- you have to ship this to yourself. And I was like, ah, no, nope. Take this. Um, yeah. So, uh, Leathermans are great. Um, very handy. I carry, I usually carry a Leatherman with me even just on non-shoot days. I just love to have one with me. Yeah. I, I usually, yeah. so the thing about Leathermans that I, I struggle with is I don't want to wear it on my belt. I know, and I that's where I wear it, and that's why I keep forgetting it all the time uh, in, like, spurts. Yeah. Because you have to th- thread it through your belt. I just never – I never like having – like, I'm not the type of guy – I don't think I'll ever, like, get a phone that attaches to my Ooh, belt, you know? No. It's just not – it's not my thing. Yeah. I don't like having things on my belt. Yeah. Um, it just makes it seem like, I, like I'm like i trying to be somebody I'm not, like I'm a construction worker or somebody yeah. – yeah. like I'm a fisherman that needs it all exactly. the time. But – it is super handy when it's there. It is. So I actually do what is really kind of stupid. Back I pocket. keep it in my pouch, in the, uh, in the in like the actual pouch that the yeah. leatherman comes in, and I put it in my pocket. Oh, in the pouch. I know. Why I, do I do that? Yeah, I don't know. I do the same thing, and but man, it just is like it's in my pocket right now. My <laughs> my pockets are getting fuller and fuller with the shit <laughs> that I just keep putting in there. Like I need this. I have my uh, my. Um, Fisher Space Pen. I'm like, oh, and this needs to go in my pocket. Yeah. Why? I, I just like to have the pen. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Robo Grips. Why do you love Robo Grips? Um, Robo Grips are another type of like uh, like plier or wrench um, type of scenario. And they're, they're the type that have, they're like spring loaded. Uh huh. And uh, you can really like grip stuff with it. So the reason I don't love um, using the Leatherman to like tighten uh, clamps down on like pipe and stuff like that is because, I mean, just the action of using the, uh, the Leatherman as like pliers is not super friendly. And it's only, it's also only um, needle nose. So that kind of limits you if you really want to put some torque down on it. Yeah. It's needle nose, but it does have like the, um, the open middle yeah, area. Not that huge though. Yeah, it's not, not great. Bad. But also so like with Robo Grips, uh it's like spring loaded so you can it like adjusts to like the perfect size and then it grips really well, as in the name. You know? <laughs> so it's perfect robotic gripping. It's perfect for, for that. I mean yeah. it just if you're tightening it just makes it so much easier. And then also um if if you get something that's really stuck it's great to have like the extra grip and like, you know, power yeah. behind trying to like unwrench something. Trying and to then, take off speed rail off a mount or yeah, yeah it's great. I love rubber. You grips. can use it for all. I mean, if you have like, um, it's like it's weirdly like 
a precision thing too. I mean, you can go in and like take off tape that's like stuck on something really good or like Velcro mm-hmm. and just like rip it, yank it right off. It's got great just grip. Like, it just grabs it. Great gripping. Great abilities. gripping. Great gripping for the robot. I have grips. two sizes that Ooh. I that I have. Nice. So I like those. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, let's see. Next one's flashlight and headlamp. Used a lot more than you'd think, especially on set where you have a lot of lights. Yeah. Because you never turn on the house lights. So, um, and you know, it, unless it's the beginning of the middle or the end of the day. Um, and so you're trying to find something, especially in your gig bag, that you need. And you only have your set lights on and they're not br- bright enough because you're off in the corner. Can't find it. A lot of people will just reach for their cell phone and yeah. turn on the flashlight. Well, then you're down one hand unless you put the cell phone in your mouth or under your chin or something stupid. Um, but the fla- the the headlamp, man, put that thing on top of your head, crank that bad boy on, you can find anything you need. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it saved my butt for sure when we were shooting out in the woods uh, for that shoot with The Rock. Yes, it, it did. I mean, it was pitch black. I mean, there was no light. From anything, I, you know, and we just had little battery powered LEDs that were lighting up the thing. And and uh, when it came to adjusting settings on the camera or changing out the lenses or, um, um, you know, anything like setting up anything. I mean, anything, well, especially because we're out in the middle of the woods, we would usually turn off the LED lights when we're not shooting because we were saving battery. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like we could just even go over there and try and get a little light. It was like we had no light in the middle yeah. of the woods. It, it's at, pitch black. Pitch black. And Midnight. then also, also as we were like moving setups, yeah. you know, we would take the lights down and then we'd have to move and like travel with the camera. And again, extra hand. If, extra you're, not hand. Us, if you're not using a flashlight, extra hand. So I have a, um, a flashlight that is both a headlamp and a flashlight. Oh. And it's rechargeable. Wow. It's made by Olight. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um... I keep that in my pretty much the the backpack that I take everywhere with me. But then when I shoot something, I throw it in my my gig bag. But I like having rechargeable. I like having both options. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even has um, the the way it charges is through a magnetic mount, and so it's also magnetic. So you can stick it Look to like a, you. you know something. Metal. I don't know if I've seen this one. This That's one pretty cool. Good. I need to buy it, one of those. Pretty cool. I'll take it. All right. Uh, so oh, the, also, oh. like, uh, I keep a, a larger flashlight slash lantern type thing in my car, ah. which came in handy during the shoot the other day um, because, oh my gosh, Trevor's. My windscreen a, just fell over. Go ahead. Continue on. Um, I'll just sit here Because we were loading into our cars at night Yep. Um, out in the back of the location and. Um, it was just dark, and we we're trying to. I was trying to organize everything in my, in the uh, back of my car, and you know, after a while, when your when your car's open, the the overhead lights go off. Yep. So you need, or I needed, just like extra light. So I just hung this thing um, with a little hook. Oh, that thing was super handy. Yeah, I like that one. You know, they they have they have a bunch out there. They like the atomic lantern or something like that. Yeah. So that, that you could get it like. As seen on TV parts at Target or something like that. Um, they're very handy, though, especially if you can hang them. Um, I also have uh, something. It's like a little inflatable solar panel la- lantern 
Um, That's right. We use those yep. during the rock shoot as well yep. because for the same exact reason, just mm-hmm. to have like a little bit of ambient light. Yeah. They kind of blow up. And they're fantastic. You like recharge them. Yeah, we recharge them uh, by the sun. The charge lasts for a very long time, super bright, and then they blow up to make it more like a lantern. Yeah. Very cool. Those are cool. Very cool. Uh, so on to tech. So what tech do we always bring? So we always usually bring a laptop. Um, this mm-hmm. is just because you never know if you're going to run out of media. Like media is the thing that you gobble up so much on set. Um, especially if you're doing documentary or interviews, um, because you know, an interview could go for two hours and you have three of those in a day. That's six hours of footage. Unless you are packing the cards and the, and all that, you're going to need to do some transferring on set. Yeah. And, and I will say it's not always, um, clear how the data transfer is going to happen. Yeah. You know, like you have to be very proactive about saying, is there going to be a DIT on set? Are you Chances are the no. producer going to transfer the footage? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So it's like, you know, it's good to have, even if you're unsure, mm-hmm. it's good to have it. Uh, even yeah. if you know someone else is going to do it, it's good to have it because, um, you know, you can do things faster. You can, you can, um, make backups, double backups, or, yeah. use, you know, you can just use it in that way. And and along with a laptop comes a hard drive. Um, you know, you don't need something killer. Uh, if you're going doing a heavy shoot, maybe a four terabyte drive. If you're not, I would say maybe a two terabyte little uh, external drive that doesn't need any external power. Um, and that should be fine for what you're shooting. But you just always want to have backups because especially with, you know, this kind of media, you never know when you're actually going to race over something because, you know, it's like, okay, well, we need this. And you didn't back it up under your external, but we wiped the card. Yep. Um, and, the oh, worst. Man, the worst. The worst. I actually, um, we also need to, we were talking about this the other day. We need to get something like Shot Pro yes. so that we can do more secure yes. file transfer That's type stuff. That's pretty good. That, yep. Uh, let's see. I also bring my phone. I'll be... Avi, uh, which has a lot of functions, you know, you can use it as a flashlight, like Trevor said, if you need to. Yep. Um, you can look up things. It's actually really handy. I find when you know early days in the uh, in the shoot to look at the call sheet and mm-hmm. remind yourself of people's names because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at remembering people's Ooh. names. So that I kind of use that, and also I use it sometimes. Um, Productions will send out sides, so it's nice to have yep. the sides just there. Yep. Uh, if you, if they don't make the little half printouts for you. Yeah, and um, I mean, you never know when you need to call somebody, especially if it's a lower like crude shoot. A producer come up to be like, "Hey, I have to call this person, see where they are. I, can you call this person, see where they are?" Um, just a way of communicating. Yeah, and I've also okay. So this is this is an interesting thing. Okay. I and I think I mentioned this before. I've been hired on things, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they don't tell you really anything. Uh, and you show <laughs> you show up, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're doing." So that's happened to me before, where I've showed up to something and have been presented a piece of equipment that I've never used before. Oh, that's right. Yep, this is good. This is uh, good. It was a monitor, which you know, not that complicated. Uh, but it, 
I had never used that brand before, and I could not, for the life of me, <laughs> find the power button. Yeah. I had no clue. I was looking all over that thing, and I was like, where is it? And it turns out it wasn't a button. It was like a little touch flush, thing. Like, like flush with the yeah, area. You, you couldn't even, like, there's no way you would know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't marked or anything. Stop. And uh, I had to quickly download the manual for the thing. And then uh, look up how to turn it on. Um, <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, we we have a V35, and every once in a while there's something that we need to figure out that we can't figure out off the top of our head. Like why, like we didn't know why our V35 was not naming uh, files and takes the way we wanted to. Little phone search, figured it out, moved on. Yep, exactly. exactly. So the phones get also it has some cool apps on it you can use. We've talked about that before yeah. in different in uh, previous episodes. But there's certain apps that come really in handy cool. on set. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, SD cards. SD cards. They're small, and it's just always good to have a 32 or 64 in your back pocket. You never know when you're going to run out of one. Even if you're not in charge of media, you know there'd be somebody like, "Hey, does anybody have an extra SD card? I want to take some pictures or something like that." Um, it's they're so compact. Just bring one. Yeah. Plus, um, I mean, a lot of cameras shoot like, yeah. as SD card, you know, on SD cards as their main media. Yeah. Which is nice, but also it's um, you know, some monitors use them to load LUTs. Yep. A lot of cameras like if you're shooting on the Alexa or the V35 or something and you want to load up some LUTs in there, um, Another good reason to bring your laptop to download the LUTs, put them on an SD card, yep. which means that when you bring your SD card, also bring a card reader. Yep. Um, if your laptop doesn't have one built in, my uh, my ZBook does. I don't know if yours yep. does. Well, my ZBook does, but my new um, Lenovo does not. Oh, interesting. But I have a a little dwingle. Dwingle, yep, the dwingles. Because it's USB-C, so it's all dwingled oh, out. Oh, just so stupid. Um, um, yeah, so then uh, always bring an SD card. It'll help. Uh, you know, it's good backup. You never know what you need to transfer among cameras or people or anything. Um, yep. And so they're not expensive. They don't take up a lot of room. Just take one with you at all times. Also, speaking of SD card readers, I would I had a really bad experience one time. Uh oh. With um, it was a it was actually a CF card. Oh uh, shit! But um, Is this Comic Con. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it was. I was using a card reader mm-hmm. that connects directly to the laptop without like a cable, so it's just a a, a dongle sticking out um, of the laptop. And something happened. Um, the host and producer that I was with wanted me to start transferring the footage right away in the car, and. Um, why? I, just, I, will, I will always ask this. Why? Um, I don't know. I think because otherwise I would have to transfer it later. Mm, I don't damn. know. But, um, but something happened and it kind of like it knocked the, uh, the little dongle out slightly. So it disconnected and it was on a Mac oh. and it corrupted the entire card, mm-hmm. which was crazy. And so that footage was just lost forever. Forever. It was a and it was it wasn't a uh, narrative. It was a like a event. So yeah. nothing you could have really done. So it was, yeah, exactly. So that sucked. Um, so now I 
try very hard to only <laughs> use card readers that are connected via cable, flexi cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems a little bit better. It definitely is. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so on to accessories. Uh, what kind of accessories you thinking you should pack into your bag or whatever you want to bring on set? Uh, I always bring Noga arms or lovely uh, Israeli arms, as they're also called. Yep. Uh, which are little kind of adjustable arms that you can use to mount things, uh, usually monitors and stuff, or recorders. Or, yeah, and, I mean, even if you have like a Tascam and you want to put it yeah. on top of a camera, you can use a Noga arm. Great. Yeah. So what I have done is I, I've, we have like a couple different uh, ways to mount, and I have each way. So you can, you can mount a Noga arm directly to a camera a lot of times that has like a cheese plate type mm-hmm. of handle or something or just like different places to screw in a noga arm but um there's also attachments for uh mounting it to um rods mm-hmm. so like 15 millimeter rod attachment so i have that and then i also have these little mini clamps um that you can just like mount it to whatever so i i hate having things hanging off the camera <laughs> sometimes yeah. So, like, if I'm on a tripod, I'd rather mount it to the tripod than have it hanging off the camera and being yeah. all funky. Yep. Throw um, off your equilibrium. So, um, I have a little clamp, a little mini clamp that I nice. use there with the Noga arm. You can use it to mount. Also, I've also used it to mount LEDs things. Yeah, as, 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 as lights get cheaper and cheaper, especially, like, the little on-top-of-camera LEDs, um, they're great throwing a Noga arm. Yeah. Um, and they work fantastic exactly um exactly speaking of working fantastic made for clamps yeah lifesaver lifesaver Lifesaver. with the pin on them without even without the pin some don't have pins uh you can get different types of pins yeah Uh, Um, some of them have like the little i don't know what i call them like photography stand mounts but it's like a little baby um pin with like a screw on the end yeah it's kind of weird but um But yeah, so I usually do that. And then, uh, or Cardellini's are also handy. Yeah. So You never know when you need to throw up, throw up another light or some accessory or something to cut cut the light. And if you have made for clamps or Cardellini's, it just makes it so much easier. You can just m- basically mount them to anything that's flat almost. Or, or for the made for clamps, you can do anything that's rounded. But I mean, I'm talking about like something that's connected to a ceiling or a wall or something like that. Um, you just... Uh, clamp it on, and it has the pins on the end, and you can can uh, connect mostly anything to it. Yeah, and you can do all sorts of crazy rigging with it too. If you mm. if you add in the help of like a grip head, and also I mean you can do all sorts of stuff with those. So those are super handy. And they're super light and super small, so they it makes perfect sense to put them in a in a bag, throw them around, throw like maybe four or six of them together, just to make sure uh, you have the kind of backups if you need them. Um, and grip clips, grip clips, grip clips, also called pony clips or pony clamps. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in various sizes and and all that. And uh, you know, I try to bring an assortment usually, and they're great for. We use them on the shoot to clip up a ferny pad uh, to a C stand to create almost like a little flag, yeah, uh, scenario. And, um, I mean, they're just, there's like a million ways you can use them. Yeah. I mean, if you need to block out a a window, grip, clip them, 
Grip clip it. Yeah. Uh, you need to hang some uh, gels. Grip clip. Yeah. Uh, you need to tell that annoying uh, PA to go away. Grip clip. Yep, that's true. Fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, grip clips are great. You can get them metal. You can get them plastic. You get them at Home Depot. Um, they're not that expensive, but they are lifesavers. Um, yeah, and the small ones, you'd be surprised. I mean, you can use them to sort of like wrangle cables and stuff. You can like yeah. if you're if you're running um, uh, like BNC or something to your camera, you can use it to sort of like maintain that and like keep it on your tripod instead of like loosey goosey all and, over the place. And making sure that your uh, your tension point if somebody pulls on it is the grip clip and not the yes. connection to your camera which is very expensive to to uh, fix yep um so yeah grip clips are great uh i highly recommend them i love them uh you can get a pack of 20 at home depot for like five ten bucks yep so now the final section and that's the bibs and the bobs and these are like the little random things that you'd never think you needed but they are lifesavers if you bring them yeah um, let's see. The first one, cube taps. Cube taps. I mean, this is one thing that you just, you always run out of power, you know, if you don't bring these because you'll end up running like your 10 stingers just like that. And yeah. then all of a sudden you have no place to plug anything in. And so then, uh, you need a way you, like, unless you brought a power strip or you can mm-hmm. pull the power strip from somewhere else, um, you need a way to like be able to share share the uh the stingers yeah and when back in the day i'm gonna try and i'm gonna date myself here by back in my day you're gonna date yourself why don't you just marry yourself (laughs) (laughs) which i could if it was legal (laughs) okay um back in the day i i was always a little hesitant with cube taps because knowing me i wouldn't think about the power draw from one outlet and i'd put these you know i put a whole thing of ari on one cube tap and um, just fry it. And just fry it. Um, but nowadays with LEDs, you could put three or four LEDs on one cube tap and you'll be fine. Because uh, there's just no power draw from them. Uh, so cube taps are even more important now because they're so much more versatile with the low power draw LED lights that you're going to probably be using if you're, you know, doing a smaller shoot or hell. I mean, we use our hives on big shoots and those things just take no power and there's no risk of over overdrawing on it, any cube tap. Yeah, and I think um, they, where cube taps also really shine is by the camera because then you got all the accessories and the camera itself. You can pull from just one stinger instead yeah. of having a whole, you know, P-tap slew that, of them. P tap that camera, your monitor, your wireless video. It's fantastic. Um, cube taps are great. Um, and then also there's two prong to three prong or three prong to two prong. Um, you know, there's yeah. there's. Um, at our I don't studio, think you need three prong to two prong. Well, I'm, I guess I'm, I, <laughs> the question is: is how you look at it. If it's it's three prongs on one end and two prongs, right, or two right. prong and three prong, um, just the different power outlets. Um, now, I the proper way to go a, take a three prong plug and connect it to a two prong outlet is you're supposed to the little little metal uh, tab. dingle dangle tab the tab with the hole is supposed to you're supposed to unscrew the plate the the screw that holds the plate into the wall and then screw that into the uh screw the tab into the wall have you ever done that I've only done that like in my house yeah when it's when I'm like this thing's going to stay here for a little while mhm uh but never yeah never um, you should, but you never do. So as you get, I mean, 
you'd think it's weird that they'd have a two prong outlet, but our studio has some two prong outlets. Um, you know, they, they still exist. And most of the equipment you're going to have is going to be three prong. Yeah. We're, um, talking, we're talking in the U.S. here. Yeah. Uh, it's different everywhere else. Yeah, they, yes, yes, yes. We're talking in the U.S. Um, and now I, I, now I understand why you guys may be confused by the way I said a two prong to a three prong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was working backwards from the end of the plug to the, uh, to the, <laughs> the cord, but yeah, you never need to have a two pronged cord go into a three prong adapter <laughs> to get into the wall. <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so those are great to have. They're very small again. We, I mean, we have like a, a stick of, eight of them connected together and just throw um, it in a bag and you're good to go throw them in a bag you're good to go the other thing that's you know can be handy about them and this again doesn't apply with the little metal tab Ugh. is i've been on shoots where we've run out of stingers and all of a sudden we start asking people for um their extension cords and they for what i didn't even know they made them like the the old like the orange extension cords mm-hmm. that are two prong only, what who, why? Uh, but they had them, they had them. So that was like on one set that I went to all the time. Uh, they never had enough stingers, and they had a lot of extension cords. And one of them or two of them were actually just two prong or extension. There, cords. you know what those are? Those are the ones that are like. The uh, light extension cords, where it's like, uh, but they were like the orange type, you know, like really, the, yes. Oh, those, those are old school. You know, my grandpa has some of those still. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly, and they're like rusted up and everything. Like, what's and happening? Grandpa would lick so, it and then put it in the socket. It's like, yeah, that still works. Um, yeah, yeah. So you had very limited, and and at this particular place, like they literally only had like four stingers. What? And we we're supposed to be shooting a bunch of stuff. Where so, was this? What's that? Where was this? Pocket watch. <laughs> yeah. Come on, so, pocket watch. Get your shit so together. So I would bring these adapters. Yep. Um, Lifesaver. To power up some LEDs with it because, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, bongo ties. Now, I love bongo ties. Now, what they are, they look like, you know what it is? It's if you cut off the top part of a T. A golf tee. A golf tee. It cut off two of them and then glued the short ends together. Yeah. And then put a rubber, like... Rubber band. Rubber band around it. Yeah. You know? That's basically what a bongo tie is. And they're super handy. I love using it in audio stuff. Like Alex said, you know, kind of keeping stuff connected to the tripod. We have... This is still mind-boggling to me. We have <laughs> a, uh, you know, a wall adapter for our camera. For some reason, the cord that the XLR cord that goes from camera to the power block is so effing short. It's like twelve inches. Twelve inches. If you could see my hand, they're like right next to each other. The fingers are right next to each other. Twelve inches. Twelve inches. Um, for some reason, for some reason, like, like it makes no sense. I can't think of any situation except if you're on like a little like lowrider, uh, you know, hi hat. Yeah, it, I, I like don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. So it and the weird part too about that situation is we have a ton of like XLR extension cables, but none of them work. None of them seem to work to extend it. So what we end up doing is having this, you know, giant power block that the uh, outlet cord plugs into, and it's just hanging there off the camera, 
and it doesn't reach the floor. So we bring bongo ties and bongo tie that to the middle of the tripod. Fantastic. Yeah. No problem. Plus, yeah. And if you if you need to attach things to the camera itself, like up on the handle or something, like if you have a wireless system that you want to just yep. stick on there you can, and you don't have Velcro, you can bongo tie it. Our, uh, if you wrangle, if you want to wrangle cables, you can do it. Yep. Um, Our audio guy at the, on the pilot, he bongo tied all of his uh, Sennheiser uh, receivers to each individual camera because we did a, a scratch track on each camera um, from his wireless system. Bongo ties. Yeah. Fantastic, quick and easy, and if secure. You, if you need to hang anything that has like eyelets or grommets, you know, like if yep. you have a, if you have like a, a silk that you just want to put around a bar or something, um, and just have it draped down instead of like putting it in a frame, you could use bongo ties for that. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, it's, it's great, and they're super cheap. Get a whole pack of them. Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. Um, um, next one is twisty ties. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that you use for your produce people. I'm talking about, what? yeah, <laughs> if you go to like Home Depot, they have kind of like rubberized, big, hefty ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's who makes them? Uh, uh, night Eyes. Night Eyes. There it is. Night Eyes, who makes everything that's fantastic. Um, and those, again, I mean, same as bongo ties. They're just good for, for like rigging things to uh, your tripod or. Or just attach. I mean, we've used them to attach rags to poles and stuff. It just, you know, it's again one of those things that is just really handy to have. Um, and once you get them and put them in your bag, you, you will use them all the time. Yeah, and um, you can get ones that this is kind of cool that are uh, chroma green. So if you need to, you know, stretch out a green screen and you for some reason think you're going to go very well to the edge, yeah. um, you got your chroma green. Uh, twisty ties. Um, and I'm going to add this before I forget, uh, zip ties. I used to bring zip ties with me everywhere and that's like for some super secure shit. And if you have your, uh, you know, your leatherman there, it's easy to cut off the zip ties, Yep. but that is just, uh, you know, if bongo ties aren't doing it or the twisty ties aren't doing it, zip ties, you can get a small little container of multiple sizes, throw that in the bag. They're great. They come in handy very often. Um, you know, you want to secure something up high and make sure it's secure. Zip ties. Yeah. It's also fun for playing pranks on your friends. Um, you can zip tie things to their stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then everyone hates you. It'll, it'll make Yeah, If you don't want any new friends, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Velcro. So if you, um, if you ever need to mount something... Uh, with Velcro, it's nice to have just like a few strips with like the adhesive backing um, that you can just stick onto something. So like, again, um, some lights don't have, they have like a power block, mm -hmm. uh, but there's no way to really mount it to the light itself. Yep. So you Velcro it or um, sometimes it's good to have Velcro on your camera in certain places for things like locket boxes or lobs. Tentacles. Yeah, tentacles, all that um, kind of stuff. And so then uh, you can just stick that on your camera. And then if they don't have Velcro on, like, the locket box, you can have a piece that you just give to them that's either, you know, soft side or hard side or whatever. And then you just, they can just stick it on your camera. Yeah, and uh, if you already have Velcro on there, just have a, have, a, have some spare because you never know when that Velcro could go bad or start peeling away. Um, so Velcro is really, really good. Yeah. Um, next up is Sash Cord. Now, um... You may know this. It kind of looks like a climbing rope. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and it's just ha- always handy to have things if you need to hang something or if you need to, uh, you know, kind of like what we did with the um, uh, Fernie pad. If you need to hold uh, something with grommets in it, if you need to yeah. hang that, yeah. uh, use some freaking sash cord. Um, you can get a a bundle of it on neatly, tightly wound yep. for like ten dollars. Um, but it's it's a lifesaver. And if you have your Leatherman with you, you can cut that easily. Yeah. Yep. It, it's again one of those things that just comes in handy, especially. I mean, you can use it to like um, tie up to make um, ties for your stingers. You can use yep. it to. Uh, Tie up a bundle of like gel rolls or you know all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, batteries, batteries. So I you like will to... go through so many batteries, especially if you're running sound on your own. So many freaking batteries. Yeah, I like to have double um, A and triple A at least. Yep, um, uh, maybe nine volts. Yeah, uh, as well. If I if I am planning on. Shooting or using sound, yeah, uh, like lavs, lav packs. Just know well, it that it, like if, lect- electros use, uh, or some of the electros use uh, nine volts. Yeah, but then like they Sennheisers do. use like double A's. Double A's. Um, especially if you're doing wireless uh, audio receiver and transmitter, those things suck batteries so much. Um, you could easily go through in a day shoot. You could go through possibly eight nine volts. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, also, you know, uh, big fan of rechargeables. Um, so bring rechargeable double A's, especially if you're running audio and bring the charger. Cause you could have, you know, 12 batteries charging while you're using the other ones. And by the time you're done with the first two, the, the first two on the charger will be ready. You can just keep swapping them out. Um, so if you're bringing a bunch of batteries, bring some that are rechargeable and bring a charger. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we got? Um, trash bags. So multitude of uses. Yeah. I remember the very first uh uh job I ever had uh in film was PAing Picking a up trash. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as close to the film industry as I could get. Yep. Uh no. I was a PA on a commercial. Okay. And it was pouring outside. And I was, I mean, new to California yeah. from Las Vegas. Rain? I was like, what's happening? Um, and and one of the crew members just threw a uh, a trash bag at me and was like, here you go. <laughs> <At> my face. <laughs> and cut some holes in it. And I used it like a poncho. And, yeah. You know, it worked. But then also, they're great for camera. Yeah. If it starts raining, uh, you can throw it over the camera and create a little... A little uh, cover for it. Yep. I um, mean, there's just also. I mean, if you need to black out windows, you can black out windows. Um, you know, we didn't put grip tape on here because that should just be uh, automatic. You bring that, but if you need to black out a window, garbage black garbage bag with some grip tape. Yep. Um, um, some gaff tape. Um, and then also with uh, trash bags. You know what? If you're renting a location, chances are. They'll definitely love you coming back if you clean up after yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're doing some crafties and all that. Just bring some trash bags, some extra trash bags so you're not using all of them there. Throw some garbage in there and, uh, you know, um, you'll make everyone's life much easier and they'll be much happier. And you'll just be able to come back next time to shoot some pickups. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see. Last but not least. First aid kit. First aid kit. I have a little one that uh, is 
really small. It's in like a little baggie, basically. Um, I actually really like it. Maybe I'll throw the link up. Uh, but it's nice. it's uh, it's got like everything broken down into different little baggies inside the one baggie. So it's mm-hmm. like got pills. Yeah. It's got um, band aids. It's got a bandage. Um, different ointments like burn gel and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Basic stuff. I mean, it's, you're not you're not gonna like you know, <laughs> suture. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna suture like, a cut. Save anyone's life with this necessarily. Yeah. It's just more for like little cuts, scrapes, allergies, um, burns, blisters, things like that that can happen on a set um, that you'll be thankful that you have it or people will be thankful that you have it for them as well um and the other reason i really like this little kit is it includes in it a little card that is like um a checklist so if you use some stuff you can go back and just look at the card and be like what am i missing and then go out and like buy that and correct me if i'm wrong but don't most locations aren't they aren't locations required to have a first aid kit yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the shoots will have a set medic and stuff, yeah. but like. But it, like when we go in the woods, especially when you're in the woods in the dark, you should definitely have a, a first aid kit because yeah. people are going to trip, going to get cut on something. Uh, something's going to happen. Uh, so. It's just good to have. I yeah. Mean, even if there is a set medic, it's, you know, if you're. If you like cut yourself and they're not around and you just want to like. You know, throw bandage a bandaid on it. And it's not that big of a deal. A paper you can just cut like, on the cute, you can just um, like grab your own. It's not that big of a deal. A little paper cut from the call sheet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's this. I mean, there's tons of other stuff that you'll as you're working more and more on shoots, especially on location that you'll find that you need to bring. This is just what we found. We always tend to be like, oh, did we bring that? Yeah, we should have brought that. Oh, we need this. Um, and you know, we still to this day fail to bring some something. Every, every time, and there, there's like so many more things. I mean, I know we could talk about this for another hour. We could, but we're gonna cut ourselves short because Mister One Star <laughs> doesn't gonna, like our rambling. Doesn't like the ramble. So we're gonna go on to what's cool. Take it away, Alex. We're gonna ramble about some other things. Yeah, for a second. some really sweet so stuff. with us. Or you can just um, shut us off. I mean, you're not required to listen to us. <laughs> no, they are, Trevor. Okay, all right. Sorry. Yep. Stay with us, please. There's homework at the end. <laughs> Stay with us, please. Um, okay, so what's what's cool? What's That's cool? sweet. Well, uh, first I'm going to go to this F&V Evertrue Varicolor 3x1 LED panel. Okay, tell me more. Which is really cool. Um, so F&V is a lighting company. They make a lot of LED stuff. And it's pretty like... like a curse word. Somebody trying not to curse. Yeah, exactly. Mother F&V! Yeah. I think it stands for photo and video, with F being the photo. Oh, crafty. Um, but, and they're kind of known for their, like, super cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made this new light, which is actually really cool looking. Uh, it, it it almost looks like a Kino Celeb LED. Okay. And it's, you know, RGBW, so you can do all of the, the whole full spectrum. <sighs> Um, it actually has like a mode, I think, if I remember correctly, that lets you do sort of like an expanded uh, bicolor mode. So instead of the normal like 2700 to 6500, uh-huh. it's like 1650 Ooh. to like 9900. Interesting. Um, which is interesting. And then it also has like the gels. You can like. Uh, load up a gel pack or whatever and say, I want this to be 5,600 with a 
with a plus uh, green on yeah. it or something. Okay. Um, which is cool. And then it also, similar to the um, Kino Freestyle uh, type things, it has the ballast power pack uh, control panel is removable. Fantastic. So you can mount it to the back. And have it all in one unit, or you can pull it off and make the unit lighter for if you're arming over on a C stand or something. It's just yeah. and and have it on the ground, or, uh, or, or especially from the stand. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially if you're also going high up and uh, you don't want to have to bring it down just to exactly. Yeah, not exactly. just lighter, but also much easier to access. Easier to access, and then yeah. it also uh, has little V mount, dual V mount. Uh, so you can power that puppy with just batteries. <laughs> um, and it it's relatively inexpensive. But, okay, so if you're going to compare it to like a uh, sky panel. Yeah. Or the, uh, whatever the light panel. Oh, the okay. Gemini. Yeah. Light panel's Gemini. Uh, yeah. Which... It doesn't have nearly the output in terms of lux. I think it's like half of what the sky panel um, 60 okay. puts out okay, and half, well, more than half of what the Gemini puts out, but it is more than like the Kino celeb. Um, wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, just in terms of like, you know, Lux and stuff. Lux and all, yeah, Lux and all that. Wow. Um, That's crazy. And it's pretty cheap. I want to say, let's see, let me, let me look up exactly what it costs because I want to give the real numbers. Oh yeah. So. They have a location pack, which is the lighting unit with just the batteries. Uh-huh. Uh, so it doesn't have like a wall adapter. Uh, and it's $1,700. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. If you want um, to add an AC power adapter to that, it's 350 bucks though. So you're looking at 2050 Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, if you want a studio pack... Which is the head controller, AC adapter, and a central lollipop mount. It's um, two thousand dollars. Okay. And then if you want the rental kit, which includes all that with an extended control cable, pair of handles, and a hard case, uh, you're looking at twenty seven hundred dollars. And in comparison, my panel's Gemini is thirty seven hundred, and the Sky panel is sixty eight hundred, and the Kinofos Celeb is about five thousand. So, not bad. Cheaper. It's much cheaper. Much cheaper and decent. 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 Yeah. And just from the little test that I saw, it looks like the color is pretty good. The skin tones look pretty good. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's worth checking out. Definitely, definitely. I, I, you know, it's the the difference between all the companies' different lights are getting slimmer and slimmer. They're just getting so so similar um, yeah. that you're basically going to start paying just for the name recognition. Yeah, and I think what's great is that they're also then becoming cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, because they have to compete. Yeah. Which I like, I like. Um, Alright, I have ArtGrid. Now, uh, we talked oh, yeah. a, a week or two, a couple episodes ago, about um, ArtList. And ArtList is a royalty-free subscription service. Uh, I think it was $200 a year for royalty-free music that you can use anywhere, worldwide license uh, for anything on there, no matter how much you use in a year for $199. Um, now ArtList has come out with ArtGrid. Same exact idea, except this is for footage. 
So this stock is stock footage. footage that has a worldwide license, includes commercial use, um, and so you can use it anywhere. For one single subscription price. Yes, and I don't know if they have released the price because it hasn't launched yet. They haven't released the price, if they, I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, they might have... Uh, nope, yep, they're just doing the whole, hey, come on, uh... We'll sign up and we'll let you know. But they have a couple different membership levels. They have the junior plan, which is just footage that's in HD. Yep. They have the creator plan, which is footage that's in 4K to 8K as well as HD. And then they have the professional plan. And this is footage that is up to 8K and is also raw and log. So you can grade it how you want to grade it. Um, And that's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Um, anybody want those sweet flyover over the treetops? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Art grid. And it's cool. I like that they break it down that way because, I mean, a lot of people, I think if you're making like YouTube videos and stuff, you don't need all that. You don't need AK. You don't need, you don't need log. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Give them some pre-graded HD stuff. They'll be fine. They'll pay less. I love like it. it. Love it, love it, love it. I like it. I'm excited to see what the pricing is. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's see. The Sony Venice. Got new oh, firmware. Oh, Sony Venice. Uh, this is an interesting camera uh, made by Sony. Uh, and they have just released firmware version 4.0, which includes some new higher frame rates. Wow. Including 6K at 60 frames a second Ooh. and 4K at 120 frames a second. Damn. Um. So that's pretty cool. It also includes some support for uh, Cook lenses and like the metadata that transfers to the yeah. camera through the lenses uh, and Zeiss. Um, um, for those who don't know what the Sony Venice is, because it is kind of a, no, uh, it's not a well publicized camera. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's actually it's pretty new as well. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Sony's full frame six K Cine Alta camera. Um, yeah, it kind of like replaced the F65, I want to yeah. say. Yep, yep, yep. As so. like their flagship, like real true, true Alexa uh, competitor, competitor yeah. type thing. Sorry to interrupt, but go ahead, go ahead, keep going. Let's see. They have pure progressive HDSDI output wow. in 25p and 29p. Wow. Crazy. Not bad. Uh, extended mask and line settings, which is nice okay. when you're trying to frame up. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, and then just uh, selectable functions for assigned buttons. Yeah. Of the uh, EVF. Not bad. So, yeah. Some cool stuff. Not if you b- have a Sony Venice <laughs> um, yeah. on this no-budget uh, yeah, exactly. podcast, you know, enjoy that. <laughs> if you had a budget for just the camera and so your films are all going to be no-budget because you spent all your money on the camera, cool. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. Uh, I got the SwitchPod. Now, this yeah. was made. Alex actually showed me this today. Um, Alex is a fan of a guy by the name of Pat Flynn who does a podcast and a bunch of websites and all that. And he partnered with his uh, cameraman to come out with this very portable, very thin, small, lightweight um, tripod for vloggers. Yeah. So it's a tripod, um, you know. It's like a tripod meets a selfie stick. Yeah. But for vlogging yeah, specifically. Yeah, you can fold up. The, the legs are flat um, and you can fold them up. And make it into a grip, uh, so then you can hold it and hold it to yourself, and then uh, you know do a selfie video, and then flip out the legs real quick and easy, put it on the table, and you have a tripod for your uh, DSLR. Yeah, and what's cool about it is, I mean, I can hear some of you guys saying, "Well, mm. I, I could do that with like a Gorillapod or something," yeah. uh, and you can. Yep. But the way they've made it is the legs when they're folded up into the grip, it kind of like 
has a unique angle to it that extends the camera out farther away from you so mm-hmm. you can get like a better shot. Um, and it's just a lot faster. And it's a lot and sturdier, I imagine, yeah. because it's actually made out of aluminum. And it's a lot, it's a lot more portable because the the three legs stacked up on top of each other are pretty, pretty thick. thinner, are thinner than uh, the than a um, SD card on its edge. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's something you can easily slip into your bag. Uh, I mean, I do like Gorilla Pods, but they are kind of bulky to yeah. carry. And they are, I mean, depending on what kind you have. They, I mean, they're not the most secure of pieces of equipment because no. they're just little balls. I mean, yeah. and they can slide and move. And I've actually had one like collapse, you know, with a camera on it. Yeah, gorilla uh, gorilla pods cannot hold that much weight, especially not as much weight as this switch pod can because it is, you know, solid aluminum. Solid aluminum. Yeah. So it's in a Kickstarter. It has already surpassed its Kickstarter goal. So if you order now, you'll definitely be getting it because they'll have they have enough money to make it. Um, and uh, you know, Kickstarter's Kickstarter. So who knows how long it will really get to you? But it's a cool idea. It looks really cool. So go check it out. Yep. Like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We I saw the FreeFly Alta Pro, really? which is like FreeFly. For those of you who don't know, FreeFly they make the Movi. Uh, which is a gimbal, professional level gimbal. They also make, uh, I actually don't know if they still make it, but they used to make this little thing called the, the Terra, I think, which was like a little remote control car. No. That had a cheese plate on it that you would like, just, that thing would just rip. Oh. It would just fly, and you'd be, you'd have, you'd mount the gimbal on it, and it would just be this crazy little remote control car. <laughs> um, but now they have the Alta. Which is their new line of multi-rotor drones. Yeah. And these things are, it's it's beefy. It's yeah. It's a huge. Six, it's got six propellers on it. Six blades. More than that. Uh, right? It's eight. No, there's the six and the eight. Oh, you're right. They, they have, have both. They have both. They have both. So the eight starts at $16,000 and the six starts at nine or $10,000. But these are these are like the real deal type of things. Like you could r- fly a red or like an yeah. Alexa Mini on that. Yeah, these thing. are for the big boy cameras. And um, yeah, I mean it has all sorts of different features. I'm not going to get into it because I don't even know what that what it really means. <laughs> um, so you should, if you're interested in that, just go click on the link in the description. You can check out all the cool features. Yeah, I mean th- they look sick. They look beefy. Um. I'd like one. Yeah, I'll take I'm, one. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to get into drones, but man, it's just like another thing to learn. Yeah, it's like how many more hobbies do I need and how many more things do I have to spend time and energy and mind power on? Mind um, power. Mind power. Uh, speaking of mind power, mine's fading. Um, yeah. um, I got a... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, we were just talking about batteries um, and because uh, things like wireless audio eat through so many batteries. You want the best batteries, right? The best batteries that you don't need to bring as many because they're going to last longer. And uh, there was a cinema sound. We've talked about them in the past. Um, yes. They had that course on sound, uh, sound design and mixing and all that. They did a test on AA batteries. Now, not rechargeable, just disposable AA batteries. Um, and, you know, we always use uh, Duracell Pro Cells. Uh, we use them at Larry. We use them at our studio. But from the results, 
they're not the best. In fact, they're 31% less power than most batteries, which is bullshit. Yeah. Because they cost a lot. The winner actually is the Energizer Ultra Lithium batteries. Um, hmm. So if you are in the market uh, for, uh, you know, stocking up on batteries because you have a shoot and you're going to use a lot of wireless lobs um, or, you know, and your wireless lobs take instead of nine volts, they take double A's. Uh, Energizer Ultra Lithium. Um, check out the link in the show notes for the comprehensive list of all the batteries they tested, which ones are good, which ones are bad, which ones they like. Um, but just to uh, sum it up very easily, uh, Energizer Ultra Lithium is the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So stock up, kids. All right. Last but not least, got to shout out our, our boy Mitch again for letting for reminding us about the- um, Mitch. Thanks, buddy. The Panasonic EVA 1 uh, update yeah. that they just got, which adds um, HEVC H265. There you go. H265. Yeah. The new, the new, the new hotness. The In new 4K compression. 60p. Woo! Um, so that's kind of like one of the biggest things for the firmware. It mm-hmm. also has um, this thing that they call Eva Live, mm. which I was trying to see what that was exactly, but I think it's basically um, it enables some type of remote control over Ethernet uh, from a little device that lets you change like settings um, live as it's as it's rolling. Yeah. Um, and then pretty cool. Um, they also dropped the price. Oh slightly, man, slightly eight percent. Yeah. So now the new price is six thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars. Not bad. Why don't you just say sixty-five hundred, guys? Come on. Yeah. You're not fooling anybody. Basically. Uh, that's cool. I, I, you know, I we played around with the Evo One a little bit. I don't hate the camera. I think I think it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's super nice. I, um, I love one. I mean, once you get in the Panasonic family, it's kind of like you kind of stay in that family, and we have the V35. We want to get a GH5, an LT, and why not just throw an Evo 1 in there? Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> it's just money that we yeah. don't have. Yeah. Um, it's all fake anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be so <laughs> rich after we host the Oscars. Yeah, we are. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're going to be, so be printing money. Yeah. We're going to have to turn off our printer that's printing money right now. Yeah. To to handle all the money that we're going to be printing from this Oscar I gig. know. And all that money will have our faces on it. And we're yeah, well. Invalid. But hey, you know what? We'll still have hosted the Oscars. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Guys, thank you for joining us. You can get the show notes for this episode by visiting nobudgetfilmmaking.com slash episode 39. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and tell that fool what's up because yeah. we are not a one-star show no we didn't people. ramble at all no. this episode no. no and we were drinking but only a tiny bit yeah not enough to inebriate us where we're even more annoying than we are now yeah and if you want to talk about knowledge i mean we just dropped so much knowledge. so much knowledge cube taps noga arms made for clamps grip clips the whole the whole a cell thing. phone <laughs> a cell phone boom baby mine boom. explosion wow hot lava so if you want to tell them what's up go on over to iTunes and leave us a review five stars if you please oh that'd be fantastic let's counteract that one star and if you have any filmmaking questions ask away in the comment section below and we will try to answer them to the best of our knowledge also don't forget to head on over to fearlessfilmmakers.com to join our growing community of filmmakers where you can Join in the conversation, chat with us. Chat with us! And uh, just interact with a lot of cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head on over there, guys. Hope to see you over there. All right. Later.